Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You just sniff the podcast, you can really tell how much love's gone into it. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast with me, Ed Gamble. Oh, ma, 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 ma. And Lady Gaga over there, apparently. James Acaster. James Acaster, yes. Uh, this is one of the famous James Acaster hangover episodes where we recorded three in a day where James has a hangover. So uh, if you've, if fact fans looking out for that to happen, this is Ooh, one of those episodes. Okay. Also, like by now, I mean, you know, if, if this is the third one that comes out, but, you know, obviously listeners will be able to figure out which one's going to be a hangover episode before they even listen because of the photo they'll be like he's wearing that yeah. t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same shirt he's well wearing. not he's not wearing that t-shirt he's wearing that face he's wearing that goddamn face <laughs> that hangover face looks like a sack of shit anyway welcome to the off menu podcast where we ask a special guest in our dream restaurant there Favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink, please. Yes, and this week we are very excited to have another chef guest in the Dream Restaurant. Yeah, cooking it up. The chef guest this week is Simon Simon Rogan. Rogan. Very excited. Uh, I am a fan of Simon's work. I've been to his restaurant Long Clume in uh, in Cartmel in the Lake District, Mm -hmm. uh, which... Comedy fans as well. I know we've got a lot of comedy fans. We've got food fans. Comedy yes. fans may recognise it from the first episode, I believe, of The Trip. The first ever episode of The Trip. Was uh, was in Long Clume, and it's fantastic. I went for lunch there before a gig in the Lake District once. I had lunch there with Phil Wang and Steve Hall. What a pair! What a pair, and what a trail we were Did Phil together. send the wine back? Uh, Phil did not send. <laughs> Phil did not send the wine back. It was mm. it was many years ago before he grew a pair. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Simon has also got. Uh, so he's got two in Cartmel now. He's got. Uh, he's got a restaurant in London called Roganic. Uh, he's just opened two restaurants in Hong Kong, which Ooh. is pretty cool. Uh, so he's got lots going on, and we're very excited to find out what his dream meal is. As much as I respect the man and enjoy his food, if mm-hmm. he says the secret ingredient, which we all announce now, then he will be kicked out of the restaurant. And this week, the secret ingredient, James, is. Courgette. Courgette. James hates courgette, spiralised courgette. Don't remind me of something that's better than what you are. Well, I Don't, kind oh, of agree. This makes me think of spaghetti and how much I like spaghetti, or just courgette on its own. I prefer to courgette. The actual, it does nothing for the courgette to make it all spiralised and put mm-hmm. it like that. It, it, it takes away all the flavour, I think. I think I like the texture of it when it's like that. It just, it's the worst way to have courgettes and the worst way to have spaghetti all in one. Yeah, I think you're probably correct. I went through a phase of I, I bought a spiralizer. I used to mm-hmm. eat quite a lot of courgette when I was going through an ultra low carb phase. Yeah. But now you can buy these these noodles which are made from a specific uh, specific thing that are zero carb and taste a little bit more like noodles. Okay. So I, I'm on those now. Are you? Yeah, I but the courgette, that. absolutely not. No. The courgettes no. a wonderful thing. 
Uh, so, I doubt that the Michelin star chef Simon Rogan will be mentioning Corgetti, we'll but see. if he does, it will be a good bye-bye from us. Yeah, it will be a good, good bye-bye, but let's so, see what he says. So, for now, this is, chance. this is the off-menu menu of Simon Rogan. Simon Rogan! Welcome to the Dream Restaurant, Simon Rogan. Oh, thank you. Thank you very Glad much. to be here. Ah. Welcome, Simon Rogan, to the Dream Restaurant. Now, yeah, so it's, do, it's very swish, I must say. Pretty swish, right? It is. I mean, I would love a restaurant like this. Yeah. <laughs> Super swish. If you, uh, we're recording this in the top room of the Bill Murray, which doesn't feel like a swish restaurant, but the, the beauty of the Dream Restaurant, Simon, is you can imagine whatever you like in here. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to come up with a few good things. So yeah. Why not? I reckon why not? so. I'm when, inspired. When you walk into a space the first time that you're thinking about opening a restaurant in, do you stand there and just try and visualise where everything's going to go, what it's going to look like? Yeah, well, pretty much. We we uh, we normally take on restaurants that are already there. Right, so, okay. <laughs> clever. So um, clever. yeah, so it uh, doesn't need uh, too much imagination. Right, so right. Uh, it's a case of like what we want to strip out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really gone for the sort of empty space, new build sort of thing. So uh, yeah. you know, I haven't got the imagination for that. I don't think. So. I'm very similar. I've been looking around houses at the moment, looking where to move to, and uh, my girlfriend's amazing at, at going. And we can put this here, this here, yeah. and this here. It's like no, we need to go to the houses that are already. Finished. It's always easier copying other people's yeah, tastes, I exactly. think. You know, and some of it is a bit naff, but more more often than not, it's uh, yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, James exploded in there because he is playing the waiter in this. He's a ge- ah. he's a genie as well, which means he yes. can magic you anything that ah. you want for your meal from oh, wherever okay. around the world, from whatever time in your life. Right. Okay. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what. Good. It's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very polite uh, genie waiter as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was but, always Andy to have a genie waiter. Yeah. 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 Have you had uh, any particular, any particular like amazing waiters who work at your restaurants that stick in your mind as being the best? And do you have someone who sticks in your mind as being the worst? Um, both, really. Yes. But if I tell them, if I want a pay rise, or they come around to kill me. Right. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> so I sort of keep that under my chest, really. What's the top? What's the top quality you look for? If you're hiring a waiter, mm. someone who's really enthusiastic, you know, got got an eye for detail. For for UK staff, it's a fairly dying breed. I mean, we don't see it as a mm-hmm. as an, as as, tr- as a trade over here like they do in France, where it's an art form. It's mm. uh, it's seen as a bit of a sort of a negative sort of position, like a stopgap sort exactly, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So why should I wait on this guy because he's got some money, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but how about let's wait on this guy and make some money? That's the more of the yeah. attitude that I, yeah. I see. You know. So, so is it? It's an art form in France, uh, is it? I think they look at it as an art form. Yeah, yeah. yeah anything uh, in 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 the in the, uh, in the food field, they look at as uh, as being sort of right at the top of the top of the tree. Really, and, it's all uh, part of the experience. They got the history, haven't they? Let's face it, quite envious. And uh, you know, sometimes I think I was born French, really, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I come out English, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, I love France, and uh, you know, the whole lifestyle. Uh, it's it's uh, something that really appeals to me. Yeah. Is there a meal you've had in France where you remember a particularly like that the, the the service was impeccable? Well, yeah, I mean the, the best meal of my life was uh, a restaurant called La Ferme de Montpère. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a guy called Marc Verat, so he's in the uh, in the sort of hills of Mont Blanc in the Alps. So uh, we left uh, Cumbria uh, to go down to Manchester after service in the restaurant that night. Uh, flew. Very, very early, yeah. like five o'clock in the morning, into Geneva, back into France, arrived in Mijev, where the restaurant was. Um, and then, you know, it started snowing in April, which yeah. is, <laughs> was pretty pretty magical. And then we went to the restaurant. It was basically a, a recreation of his father, father's farm. So it's just like a film set. So you look through the, there's a glass square in the in the floor, and you see some live pigs, and you look mm. over in the corner, and there's a cow looking at you through wow. through the wall, and it was just a, an absolutely so magical place. So all specifically place. to recreate his absolutely. Father's farm. There was hay bales here, and you know it was just uh, it was just like uh, being on a film set. That's amazing. Um, and the meal was 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 incredible, and uh, you know it's a great great inspiration from that because uh, it's basically. Uh, but based on uh, alpine herbs, wild herbs, flowers, and, and, and sort of flora, which I'm very passionate myself. Yes. See, Lake District's not the Alps, obviously, yeah. but it's the nearest <laughs> we've, we've got it. it. It's yeah, nearest exactly. we got to it. So yeah. he was a big inspiration for me. 
so that was the most memorable meal in yeah. France that I can remember. Did you get up early in the morning and go out and find something the Lake District to use to... Uh... I used to. Right, yeah. <laughs> Not so much anymore. You got other people to do that. Yeah, though. we got other people to do that. I mean, to be quite honest, we, 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 we sort of took a step back on the foraging mm-hmm. side because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of you grow up and sort of look at things and what you're doing and then you realise a lot of it is a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. We always start the meal with uh, the choice of still or sparkling water. Um, yeah. What would you prefer? Well, I, you know, much to my exec chef's uh, disgust, because he's he's a real still man, and he he thinks that's a man's a man's water. If you <laughs> like. um, I, I go I go for sparkling myself. Um, as much as possible at the moment because I'm trying to use a little bit of weight and I've told if the more you drink the more you, f- you feel full up because of right, all the bubbles okay. in it yeah. right. so it's sort of got a bit of a double uh, double whammy for me at the moment so <laughs> yeah. sparkling water definitely like a bit of fizz in my life yeah mm-hmm. um, and and then yeah I need, definitely need to lose a bit of food I've been eating like an absolute <laughs> Trojan recently <laughs> so, uh, that's surely allowed as a, as a chef you... yeah a little taste maybe but you know I've, uh, I've been absolutely caning it recently because yeah. we've just opened a couple of restaurants in the in uh, Hong Kong. Amazing. Uh, mm. So I've been out there quite a lot, and obviously there's nothing uh, low-calorie about Chinese food. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's uh, it's been quite tough on the old physique. So I'm trying to lose a bit of weight recently. You've been so. off the leash over there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's sort of morning, lunch, um, afternoon, dinner, right the way throughout the night. I mean, we think we've got a lot of restaurants in London. You yeah. want to go to Hong Kong, it's just absolutely incredible and it never stops. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, no. definitely sparkling water. To fill yourself up a little yeah, bit. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. quite clever. It's pop lums or bread! Pop lums or bread! <laughs> pop lums or bread! Right, well, sorry, I eat, load, I eat an absolute shed load of bread. Day in, day out. I don't know how many. Do you load. have a shed full of bread on the farm? Uh, not shed full of bread. We have a shed full of bread at the restaurant. We have <laughs> yeah. our own bakery, yeah. which is which is great. Um, but yeah, I eat, I eat bread day in, day out. So if I'm out, I'll go pop a dom. Yeah. 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 I'm probably the only person I know that likes lime pickle, to be fair. I love it. <laughs> it's uh, great, yeah, though. The better, you know? we've, we've chatted a little bit about lime pickle in the past. And it's, and it's just, I, I like, oh, for me, it's just quite a confusing flavour. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on here. But I guess for you, yeah. as a chef, you know exactly why it tastes the way it does and what, uh, what's going on there. Yeah, mainly due to the, the uh, kingfisher you're drinking with it, I think. It's okay. a, <laughs> yeah. a big, uh, big help to actually getting through it. But um, yeah, I like dips. You know, I like the, you know, the, the actual sort of. Mixing those uh, those dips, the yogurt and the lime pickle and whatever's on yeah. offer, and you know all the little vegetables as well. It's a great way to start. I mean, when uh, when I was on Great Rich Menu, I think uh, I, I I did so well was because I was actually living in Mar- Marlebone at the time, and I had you know an Indian every night and a pint yeah. of kingfisher, <laughs> and it took me away from the filming and just sort of really relaxed me. So I'm a real a real lover of uh, a, a ruby and and, no, and Indian food. Every night you could eat a curry every night. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it helped. It was literally twenty yards across the road, yeah, so sure. I didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have okay. to go anywhere. Did you eat the same but... curry every day? No, I did. I did also No, yeah, I was. I was being really sort of quite imaginative with like, with my choices. So yeah, I wasn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't sort of saying like, oh, I'm just going to have the, wear the same tie for luck. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to have yeah. the same curry for luck. Yeah. So I did all right that day. Yeah. I had a different curry, so you know, it worked out okay. But yeah, good. A big lover of, China, of uh, Indian food or uh, all food. The the beers that you get in like Indian restaurants, Chinese restaurants, are, I think are actually my some of my favourite beers. Yeah. So like a kingfisher or like a tiger. Yeah. Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I love them so much. I like. Yeah. I, I've started when I started noticing that you can actually just buy them in the supermarket. <laughs> it, I felt so weird the first time I had a cobra yeah. and I wasn't in an Indian restaurant. Would yeah. you have it without? Indian food? Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd never do that. It it feels so weird, Ed. I love doing it, but it feels so strange to be sitting there in your living room just having a cobra. (laughs) (laughs) It's very very strange. I think they're very refreshing, the beers, so I think think you can drink them with anything. Is a cobra less fizzy, is that right? Uh, I'm more of a kingfisher man myself. I don't really drink that much cobra. I thought like a cobra is sold on the basis of it being less fizzy, so it's le- almost oh, like really? the opposite of what you're using sparkling water for. Oh, right. So okay. you're less you're less full up. Oh, I don't want to drink that. Don't then. touch no, it. Yeah. I won't touch that. One you want, you want <laughs> double fizz? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we come to your starter. So the the big leagues now. Yeah. The big boys. Uh, the showstoppers. Well, um, it probably have to be uh, some tum papaya salad because I absolutely love Thai food as well mm. and here we go again it's great with a singer beer 
Right. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing it's a match made in heaven as far as I'm concerned yeah. papaya really gorgeous papaya fragrant fresh crispy mm-hmm. papaya salad with a single beer mm. and I could eat it all day every day for the rest of my life it's, it's a des- uh, desert island Wow. Food without a shadow of a doubt, and it's so healthy for you. Yeah, and I don't need to drink so much fizzy water. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what else is in the salad then? What what ingredients have we got? In oh, you got papaya, obviously green papaya in it. Yeah. You know, you got some fish sauce. You got peanuts. You mm-hmm. got tamarind juice. You have got coriander, tomatoes. Mm. So you know all those really fragrant, lovely palm sugar as well. A little bit of sweetness. So you got all those lovely, lovely flavours, and it's just, uh, it's just it's just so nice. And like I say, with a single beer. <laughs> In the other, in the other You've hand. been very it's clear about that. Song, <laughs> yeah, it's it? got to have a single bit, but actually, pie salad, no, out the window. It hasn't got a single bit, you know. It's, it's got to be that, that, that combination. Because this is quite, uh, so we've had, uh, so I think you're the third chef we've yeah. interviewed. Mm. And uh, chefs tend to, we found that chefs do tend to pair each course. With yeah. a, a, a certain drink as well. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I guess we've had a, like, uh, it would just be that starter. Yeah, but yeah. I guess you're just used to thinking about what's it going to go yeah. with. The whole experience. Yeah, well, I think that's because chefs drink a lot. That's very much what we're understanding <laughs> yeah. over the course of doing this podcast yeah. is that uh, chefs chefs drink a lot. Although we so we had Tom Carriage on the podcast. Oh right, the king of drinkers. Yeah. Well, was the king yeah. of drinkers. Yeah. Exactly, but he said as it's a dream restaurant, he was uh, his drink was twenty four cans of Stella. So I've, I've actually left Tom a few nights after twenty four cans of Stella. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean oh, he's as fresh as a daisy, and I'm absolutely dying on all all, all four sort of things. So yeah, I've had a few uh, sessions with him, and uh, yeah, it's not pleasant. I'm Telling you, especially the next morning. Yeah, like, that, yeah, that's when we got the inkling that the chefs might drink uh, more than non-chefs. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We, had, we had a pub in Cartmel for a time, not for long. Yeah. Obviously, we weren't very good at to <laughs> drunk all the profits. So, um, but no, it's uh, it's uh, it's probably part part of the job, really. Is know? it is it part of the job? I guess because you're just finishing so late. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's a release. Obviously, we're going to talk about my favourite drink in a minute, and I, I, you know, obviously, there's no. You don't have to guess what it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's, going to, it's very something to do with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's, it's it's something just a little bit of a release after work. You know, and but just then a bit how? Of I've thought about this a lot. So if chefs, you're not going out for like a massive night after service, are you? Or is it just a few drinks? No, well, I'm a little bit older these days, so going out and getting tanked like probably a lot of the younger guys yeah. do. I mean, mm. that's sort of a bit away from me now. I don't, I don't go too crazy anymore. Because what time you up for service? Or for not for service oh, for, God, for I mean, prep I'm, and I'm stuff. up early. I mean, I'm up early, so I'm I'm up as early as possible. So I was up at six o'clock this morning. I bombed it around the farm to have a look at a few Oof. things before I jumped on the train down to down to London. So um, just yeah, the idea, early starts. yeah, just the idea of going out after after work and getting hammered and then having to get up at that time in the morning. Yeah, well, we horrible. don't we haven't got the pub anymore, so I normally go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just go stroll into bed. There's no there's no going out and getting hammered anymore. It's uh, yeah, go in the in Does the Cartmel doesn't get Larry after. Well, it's got a decent pub uh, pub call actually. There's six uh, for a village the size of it. There's six. Uh, drinking holes now, so mm-hmm. it's such a you know, pr- it's, it's a, such a picturesque town though. You don't imagine beautiful. it kicking off. And I've been to Cartmel. I've, I've been to Long Clum. I came to Long Clum oh, for lunch. Okay. It's an absolutely Good. amazing meal. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine it being a, a Larry night out. Uh, we will be Larry this weekend. It's Cartmel races. Okay. So it's got the smallest uh, horse racing track in in the UK. Oh. So it's race weekend this weekend. It's not Ascot, obviously, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but we like we we, we have a. You How know, small are we talking, Simon? Because I'm imagining just the size of this table. Uh, yeah, no, it's a little horse. Than that. Uh, I don't know how many miles it is actually. Um, it's, it's like a dog chasing its tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it probably takes. A, yeah, <laughs> one horse. <laughs> yeah, it's a probably about I don't know about a mile long. I would say, but okay. it's, it's just sort of goes round and round, and it's uh, it's just. Tiny dinky little thing. It's quite funny. It's just right in the village. Yeah, that can't remember you didn't oh, see well, it. Yeah, well, it's so <laughs> yeah, small you didn't see it. it yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty wild time. Yeah, um, when the races are on and uh, you, you know how big the, the village is, we'll probably have if sun shines, there's anything between twenty and thirty thousand people. Oh, amazing! There, so it's uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's do you do special dishes for that time? No, to be quite honest, our <laughs> customers hate it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, they're normally on a, a busy weekend or a bank holiday anyway when we're full. Yeah. So uh, all our customers are a little bit more well to do, and they're not coming for the races. So right. they uh, they actually hate it because they can't actually get into the village okay. for one thing, um, and it's just too packed. So uh, it's actually not not great for us, if you yeah. like. Yeah. So uh, we've uh, actually resorted now to having a restaurant on the races. So oh, we, okay. we we take the other restaurant, Rogan and Company. 
and uh, we got a tent on 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 the race course and and we feed people there now. So nice. it's uh, it's good. It's good fun. Good fun. That's great. <laughs> so you feel like you've so how, how many you got? Is it two restaurants? In Cartmel now. Well, we've or? got two. We've got two restaurants in Cartmel, um, and then we've got two in London. Yeah. Uh, two in Hong Kong, and then we're opening another one in the Lakes up near Bowness. Amazing. Uh, we're in a hotel in White House up there, so uh, very, very uh, exciting about that because it's a break from the norm of my normal style of mm. food. So we were normally rooted in British ingredients and uh, not not sort of careering off too much uh, from there but this is about uh, my travels from around the world oh great and I brought in a chef from over from from the US and you know he's got a great knowledge of uh, world foods as well so it's going to be a little bit different same ethos organic and healthy and stuff like that but uh, more more of a world influence so it's something completely different nice which uh, yeah it should be a lot of fun I hope so. well that many restaurants because you must be like you know I don't know how often you change the menus and stuff. Are you mm. just constantly thinking of... Uh, constantly thinking, yeah. This is the next... Constantly, constantly thinking. Um, <clears throat> luckily, I've got amazing teams in all of those restaurants, so I'll walk into Roganic tonight, and I'm, you know, since last week I've been up in Cartmel, and we can sort of catch up, and then, boom, we start talking about new dishes and changes <laughs> and stuff like that. So they make it easy for me if mm-hmm. uh, if if i was doing it all on my own i i, I, I wouldn't be here i'd be six yeah. foot under <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be able to take it you know i would, I would be you know, completely uh, in a, in a new song. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's it, it's 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 good they 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 go they make things easy for me a lot and you've been in Cartmel for a while now right are they yeah. are the, the locals are all right with it it doesn't They're all right yeah. yeah yeah i'm still an off comer yeah uh, i've been there 19 years now um don't know how lo- much longer I have to be there before not being called an off-comer. Right, okay. Uh, but, yeah, we do all right for the village. And, um, I mean, to be, to be fair, and there's a lot of good things to, to go to in Cartmel now. I mean, there's always the sticky toffee pudding and Cartmel Priory and all these uh, wonderful things, the, the races. But now, you know, we've got some, uh, some really sort of great craft breweries, uh, microbreweries, uh, wine bars, say six pubs, yeah. you know, all sorts of different gift shops. It's become quite a nice uh, little, little place. And we've got a shop as well, sell our own merchandise. So were, they a bit fun- were they a bit funny about you when you, when you first arrived? Because sort of, to open then, to open another restaurant as well. Yeah, I mean... They thought you were trying to Rick Stein it and yeah, uh, take think, uh, over the whole I town. I think they thought, who's who this summer coming yeah. up and taking a sort of like a, a, a northern guy's livelihood or something yeah. like that but um i mean to be fair it, at the time it, it foot and mouth had just finished when i arrived there so suspicious it was a bit mm. yeah no, that, that was the name of the restaurant before you got there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well it was quite an infamous project before i got there because it'd been being built for two years right, and okay. it's been renovated because it's a 30th century forge yeah mm-hmm. so all the renovations were going on before i arrived so it was already like oh my god when's this going to be finished and, yeah you know the locals were already a bit anti the idea and obviously when we bought the product in it was even worse because it's like well, what's all this pon- yeah. poncy sort yeah. of posh stuff you know we want we want a tea shop you know yeah sure so um you know yeah it took a while and uh you know over the years, it's it's uh, not been all moonlight and roses, but we're all one big happy family now. Great, glad we're, to hear we're it. all Team Cartmel, and uh, you know uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'm glad you said Team Cartmel and not Team Simon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're all on Team Simon team now. Me, yeah. <laughs> How spicy are we talking for the the papaya salad? Oh, pretty spicy. Quite a yeah. lot of chili in it. You yeah, handle, for that nice that. crisp singer, you know, it's got to have a, like a nice. Again, <laughs> Come to your main course. Mm. Funnily enough, the uh, the main course isn't actually alcohol linked. I never thought of that to be honest. But um, it takes me back to my first job when I was training. So uh, I I started off in a Greek restaurant in Southampton. Oh, um, wow. So uh, I started as uh, as a fourteen year old uh, as a part timer on a Friday and Saturday night. And I remember it was back in uh, 1983, <laughs> uh, and I got paid twenty four pound a week, which was an amazing amount of money for someone at school. For, yeah, um, that's incredible. It was amazing, yeah. Uh, working with two sort of playboy Greek guys who were a bit, you know, they were a bit with the ladies and yeah. stuff like that. And they took me under their wing. And, <laughs> you know, we used to, you know, finish the shift and go and play snooker or go to nightclubs and stuff like that. I was a bit young, but they got me in somehow. A little bit. Yeah. Their looks got me in, I think. <laughs> 14, um, 24 quid in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world was my oyster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when it, when it was, was came to sort of leaving school, it was like, do you know what? sod this uni- um, 
college or university yeah. like, I'm going to be a chef yeah. so I'm earning loads of money and I'm you know I'm with these two guys that <laughs> me, me get me into friends. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I took a full time job as soon as I uh, as soon as I left school and uh, got the, better, at the, at at the, the Greek place. restaurant and um, all of a sudden I was on £250 a week in those days which was yeah. which was quite a lot of money um, having a great time but then I went to day release college um, and realised that Actually, I was a load of shit compared <laughs> to all the other guys that were in the class from, right. you know, really good country house hotels and, and, and places like that. So that really ignited the competitive nature of me. I want to make myself better. Mm-hmm. So I moved to another hotel in the New Forest um, as an apprentice to a chef that had been at the Savoy for 12 years. So I can't get more classical than that. And, yeah. You know, for a, for a young chef, it's really important for a, a, a massive classical grounding. It's, it's, it's absent these days, which is... Yeah. You know, another story. So anyway, now I've gone to that job and I was getting paid no money whatsoever. Oh, and, really? and all the all the all the sort of reasons for taking a, a career as a chef were were turned on their head. But by then I was absolutely in love with with what I was doing. So, so you're making less money in the posh country house hotel than you were at the Greek restaurant. Yeah, I was. Yeah, but I wanted to make myself better, so yeah. it didn't mm. really matter. Did the Greek guys still come and pick you up and take you out to the nightclub? No, they didn't. No, <laughs> no, they weren't very happy that I left. But, but anyway, so my main course would be moussaka. Right, because lovely. I was the king of <laughs> well, James is, my... the, James is the mash king. I was oh, yeah, the, I, the mash king. I, when I worked at a pub, I was known as the mash king because oh, really? I made very good mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. okay. So uh, it's nice, really nice, nice to the... meet the moussaka king. How did you make the mashed potatoes? M- M- moussaka is, uh, of course, the, in the Lion King, right? Yeah, yeah, I made the mashed potatoes with uh, so full fat cream. Uh, butter, yeah, <laughs> loads of butter. salt and pepper, yeah, uh, and uh, and a city to pour a whole singer beer into it. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the secret ingredient was potatoes. <laughs> but, uh, I knew they were coming somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I, I was pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. Back in the well, day. if you're doing that all day every day, you normally become quite good at it, don't you? Yeah. yeah so that's all I did. Too. I was moussaka. Uh, I did the chips as well. Take really us through it. Take us through the layers because I think there yeah. might be some yeah. well, yeah. listeners yeah. who aren't versed in moussaka. Yeah, I mean, we 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 went to town on on uh, on the Venus Greek Taverna moussaka. It was uh, yeah. normally I think it's just potatoes and courgettes, obviously lamb mince and like a cheesy sauce on the top. I mean, we had we had potatoes, courgettes, peppers, aubergines, all over through. So it was potatoes first in the dish, then some uh, roasted courgettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, roasted potatoes first, roasted courgettes, then the lovely lamb mince, uh, you know, cooked down with a bit of cinnamon, so really, really nice and, and and fragrant and tasty. And then laid over the top of that was roasted aubergines and roasted peppers, and then the cheese sauce went over the top. Oh, great. And we did it in massive trays like that. Let <laughs> it go cold and cut out big squares big of it. cubes. And then oh. chucked it in the oven and all melted, and it was delicious. So was I always amazing. remember that, and uh, I've, I've loved misaka ever since you don't see it a lot you don't moussaka. No. it's 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 wait it's waiting for some sort of like hipster regeneration i think moussaka well i think mm. with greek food if you i don't know why but you never see amazing quantities of amazing greek restaurants mm-hmm. in the uk and when you think about it it's probably one of the world cuisines yes you know look at what's on offer mm. but i think turkey have taken most of the glory for right. the, greek, yeah, yeah, yeah. the greek food so uh, you know I, I would put greek food on a on a par with italian or France for the for the history and and the actual quality of of what's on offer, but mm. you don't really see it. No, so maybe that's next. Yeah, I think that's nice really next. high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Good if you bring back that. the Venus. Yeah, bring yeah, back yeah. The yeah. Venus. Venus. Regenerate the Venus. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I'll see if Noffy Doss and Michael are, are available to come in front of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> they're probably a bit grey by now. Yeah, so. they'll yeah. still be down the nightclub. They will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I really want that to happen now. I, yeah. I, I really want you to open uh, <laughs> a Green Crest jar. Call it the same name, and then we can say, "Came up with an idea on this on this podcast." Yeah, watch this space. Yeah. Pay yourself a little bit more. Though. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever like uh, included like dishes that inspired by the, that Greek restaurant? Yeah, right? yeah. On, on I mean, uh, yeah. Bef- when we opened Long Clume, we we were very much the style we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a bit of a phase where I got a bit sidetracked and I went off around the world. So right. yeah, I got inspired or sort of influenced by by Spain and from the Far East and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, there's a few dishes that crept on the menu that that were from the Venus Greek Taverna. So oh. I remember this meatball recipe we had yeah. uh, at the uh, at the restaurant. And I bought that back and we served it on a little syringe. 
um, and and we made a tzatziki, but we made it and uh, made it smooth, and then charged it in a in a cream whipper, so it was like a foam and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And it was actually on the menu. Um, uh, meatballs, Mr. Nick would be proud of. <laughs> so Mr. Nick was the father of not Nofidios and, and Mike, who actually owned the restaurant. So uh, little little little, oh, nice. little pointers from there was uh, was definitely on the menu. But obviously grew up quite quickly. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to, or else we wouldn't be in business for very long with, with stuff going on like that. So um, you know, oh, really? people, are people not keen on a, a meatball well, on the when, when you're sort of really going for avant-garde and, and yeah. just like crazy techniques and stuff like that you know it's it's not to everyone's taste so okay. uh, you know it's uh, yeah, everyone loves what we do but then you get yeah. a little percentage that don't and I want everyone to love what we do so. sure sure still I'd quite like to try that meatball yeah, they, yeah, like they, were, they were really good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. your side dish with, with so you, we've got a big Greek main here like yeah. is the side dish I mean they uh, don't have to balance they do they? Have to balance oh, no, whatever you like that's a good shot whatever you want because yeah. yeah well You've I'm going to go for the potatoes because yeah. they are my favourite ingredient and mm. I've got to, it's got to be a gratin dofinuas ah oh. got to be oh, I mean yeah, that's talking my language I mean, I mean you don't need cutlery I just use my hands <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dish and I, I'm just I think it's handing it into my mouth you know my favourite way of preparing potatoes yeah, the was because yeah. it's the vehicle for cream. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Cream and cream, garlic creamy, and, yeah. creamy, garlicky, cheesy goodness. Oh, so good. Yeah, and then obviously over the years, there's been so many different sort of techniques and little tricks and ways of doing it. I mean, you boil the cream and put the potatoes in, and then just chuck it in a dish, or you layer the the potatoes and then layer in the cream and the garlic. I'm pretty much of the layering, the layering the, school, the, the technique myself actually, because yeah. mm. there's a little bit more care and. You know, when you cut through the dough from rice, you've got lovely 
neat layers and sort of that preciseness and uh when well, i've cooked dauphinoise in the past in like a glass in a glass yeah. thing and then you can see you what's watch going it. on you oh, can watch God. what's going on under the surface <laughs> yeah like an aquarium for potato yeah yeah yes. like an aquarium for potato yes a potarium. right now i'm looking at that thinking that very thought i'm thinking what i would have in my right hand which i'd be drinking at the time <laughs> yeah, right. okay, yeah. so, i thought this was coming <laughs> so <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i didn't say anything for the lasagna it would have to be a glass of wine wouldn't it really um uh, that's probably the only thing i drink wine with uh, to be quite honest but um yeah dauphin wise would be top of the list i think and yeah. other than the greek salad yeah sure <laughs> yeah. sure that would go better with the moussaka sure but, it you've, would. but you've got you've got moussaka and then the dauphin wise potato two tray things two yeah. layers you're also thinking of, uh, yeah. of service of getting exactly. things out quickly so you it's can just all, both in the it's oven. all in the preparation yeah. <laughs> so the less in the server the more you can concentrate on the the, the, the right pairing for, just for drinking yeah, you know? of course, yeah. why is potato your favorite ingredient I just think they're so versatile, mm-hmm. so many different ways you can eat them, you know, and, uh, you know, we grow lots of them on the farm and uh, it's, uh, you know, grow little tiny, tiny little potatoes, you just literally flake the skin off and mm-hmm. just barely cook them. We cook them al dente, actually, and they're just so, so tasty. Well. But, um, yeah, I mean... I don't know how if, many variations of potato dish well, there is in the uh, uh, the Rus gastronomique, which is the the chef's bible. But I bet mm-hmm. it's thousands. Right. So I would say potatoes are the. I mean, and, the mash is pretty, pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. If you had well. to, if you had to rank your top five ways of doing potatoes, here we go. Yeah. How would you do it? Well, dough wise, definitely. Mash yeah. would be uh, right up there, 50 percent butter, fifty percent potato. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. proper. But, <laughs> Coronary. I, mean, I know you're the professional, Simon, but don't come in here and try and challenge the mash <laughs> Don't try and knock him off his throne. No, I'll leave that to him. Um, You've else? already got your moussaka realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, preside yeah. over. <laughs> uh, boulanger as well, I reckon. Quite oh, nice. Yeah. With the, it's in the stock and mm-hmm. the onions. That's a that's a really nice one. I've talked. I've told this story before, Simon. But my mum does potato like boulanger and then roast the lamb on top of the oh, yeah. potato, so all the fat drips down. Yeah, a bit like a lamb hot pot. Yeah, a bit like yeah. a lamb yeah. hot pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a great Sunday that is. Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, like I say, just lovely, lovely little ones. Just, just gently scraped. Just loads of butter again, and a bit, a bit of mint maybe. It's uh, just a really nice way to eat them. You've um, not even mentioned the humble chip. Well, chips. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Chips. But you're why, not. Why you're not? not that bothered by chips. Uh, not really, no. I don't no, really, let's no, drill I don't, down I don't, into I don't, this. I don't, you didn't seem bothered yeah, by yeah. chips. I don't eat a lot of chips, to no. be honest. Uh, which, funny enough. Uh, I eat most potatoes in, in just about every way, but I don't eat that many chips, which is uh, quite unusual. Um, people will be up in arms out there listening to this. Oh, yeah, they'll be like, what am I? <laughs> they'll be screaming at the yeah, sky. They'll be outside there with their pitchforks yeah. and, and their <laughs> with, torches. With chips on the end of the yeah. pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. How many was that anyway? I don't know. Was it four or five? I don't know. I feel like yeah, you've yeah, done, yeah. yeah. Jackets, yeah, jacket potatoes. Jacket potatoes, oh, come on, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, how did I forget that one? What, you know? what you're putting in that? Because I'm thinking, uh, well, do you remember Do you remember the spudger-like chains? Do you yes. remember them? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't see them anymore. No, no, really, they've gone no. now, yeah. So I'm thinking for Hong Kong, that might be our next little venture out there, bring spudger-like yes. to Hong Kong, because I can just see them sat alongside mm, yeah. all these little street food places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A spudgy light yeah, chain yeah. in bait, Hong Kong could be amazing. And the one I always used to have would be the chicken curry one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of butter, loads of chicken curry on the top. It was yes. absolutely heavenly. Yeah, I like chicken curry in a jacket potato is a very good combination. Yeah. Excellent. I'm just straight cheese, just cheese. Really? Fill it with cheese. Yeah. Scoop out all the potato, throw that away. <laughs> okay, so, you're describing loaded skins, Ed. Oh, loaded yes. skins. Yeah. You're, you're not describing a jacket potato. I love loaded skins. <laughs> I, I bet you do. I would always go for loaded skins as a starter in like a, oh. in one of those restaurants that do loaded skins. Actually, yeah. Can I change my starter? I would always be disappointed when you get the loaded skins if there was too much potato left on the skin. Yeah. I always wanted right. to be like just the skin of the potato and then a tiny little layer of potato and then straight meat and cheese, cheese and ham and stuff like that yeah yeah that's yeah. oh, yeah, a good call it's to make them call. in a pub a different pub that i worked in when are you <laughs> the skin king <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah yeah the skin prince yeah um but I, I would yeah we would make those but like did them in the fryer and they were always very I, I didn't think i didn't think we did a great job if i'm honest oh, we would we, 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 we deep fry the skins first and then load them up and put it under the grill oh, right 
like it was controversial. Still, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. well, well, just, well, just shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, it, 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 it was just it was still have some like yeah. grease, you know, or oil yeah. on it. From the, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. I, I've always felt a bit bad sending because they sounded so good on the menu. I was like, yeah. oh, I know, I know, we're going to do a really bad job of these. You should never don't send anything out you're not proud of. That's what I've learned from things like Great British Menu and yeah. all these cooking shows. If you're not proud of it, don't send it out. Yeah. Oh, oh. chuck out the wall. Chuck That's what it. normally happens. Like, I don't like this. Bang! Straight at <laughs> the wall. Straight at the wall. Oh, if I'd done that though, there would have been a lot. I mean, that pub was a pretty bad pub, so there would have been a lot of stuff on that wall. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of food on the wall. And the yeah. boss would have come in. Have you gone. ever thrown anything at the wall? Uh, I might have been in the past, yeah. But when you were like a an long, angry, yeah, long, long time chef. ago. I mean, I, I actually grew up as a chef through the late 80s and 90s when uh, there was a lot of enfant terribles out sure, there, the, sure. the Marcos and the Nicos and, you know, the Burton races and stuff like that, where it was a battle yeah. to get through the day in a kitchen. So uh, you, you saw a few sites. And then when you sort of come out of that environment and you start... Uh, going alone you sort of want to be like them and you sort of go off in the same way but then all of a sudden you think actually you can do better and get more out of people by not yeah. being this way why is yeah. you wouldn't get away with it yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. sued every yeah. five minutes yeah. so um why was that a thing why was that ever is it just something to do with the environment that gets people really intense or is it just, yeah. just attract sort of angry <laughs> angry men? a bit of both i yeah. think um yes yeah, the environment yeah very pressurized and you know when you're seeking perfection and everything's got to be absolutely on the button um yeah things things go wrong and tempers fray yeah shall we say and uh you know mm. it's uh thankfully not happening not the these days yeah. and uh you know right rightfully so and uh you know it's uh it, it's it was a it's a it was crazy times definitely no, yeah. no doubt about it's that as people realize i can get it because i mean the first person to have done like really just lost it a chef is like, oh, the fuck is this? And have a, have a go at everyone. And then realising, I got away with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, I thought I was going to be the end of my career. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone just took it and carried on. I know I'm doing that. Every day. I keep doing that. Because that's a real good release valve. I'm going to keep on shouting at people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. yeah. Over, over time, I, I, I used to have a absolutely, that same uh, place with the loaded skins. Uh, there's a chef there. What a bully. Yeah. Awful. Was, was that like, where they used to pull your trousers down? Well, everyone pulled each other's trousers down. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those kitchens. Oh, really? So it wasn't a proper, like, you know, wasn't a pro- it was like a, a chain kind of one of those family pubs with yeah. a, a soft play area. I don't area. think I've ever worked in a kitchen everyone, where everyone. they pull their trousers down. Yeah, I don't think like, I have. That's <laughs> good to know. As, as we, someone we, who's we been to one of your... Or two, we weren't I pulling our own trousers as well. I'm glad to know that no one was pulling each no, other's trousers down. No, the trousers down. are most certainly up yeah. at yeah. all times. Good yeah. to know. I want to point out that I wasn't pulling my own trousers down. It was like people were de-kicking me. I wasn't, I wasn't going, hey guys. Yeah, but you do that now when you cook at home by yes, yourself. Yes, now right? when I cook at home. It's, it's my the only little, way you can cook. Victory. Yeah. Every time it's gone well. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of all They were throwing knives at people's feet. Yeah. Steak knives. That's, uh, oh. they, they were, um, they yeah. get the jacket potatoes and bowl them across the tabletops because they're at dick height. So they just, they just get you in the nuts with those. those. Put in Tabasco on, on your straw if you had oh, a drink. Wow. Uh, one guy used to heat up tongs on the grill and then hang them back up again and then ask someone to flip a steak for him and then they just oh. get the tongue burn their hand horrible that horrible place oh, that's nasty yeah. you sounds that like you worked in the worst kitchen yeah. ever I, 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 I did not like it Simon said he thought it was nasty but when you were saying all of that he was taking notes yeah, yeah. Going, this is great <laughs> on pranks oh, wow, he could do God, in the kitchen put them on, <laughs> on the grill So your, your your drinks, we've already had a few drinks already. Uh, so this is quite exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I could ponce it up and, and say something that, you know, to make me really sophisticated or, you know, um, you know, clever or something like that. But everyone that knows me would know I'm lying. It's just basically gin and tonic. Really? Right. I mean, yes. you know, I'm a, I'm a gin and tonic boy. I mean, I, that's, that's it. I think you're the simple. First, first gin and tonic Smart, we've had. The first gin and tea we've yeah, had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a gin and tonic guy. Um when I go back to the pub, um, I actually invented a, a, a gin-based drink. Uh, I sort of had a little bit of a little bit of a deviation away from gin and tonic. I, it was called the floor clearer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you picture we're finishing the work, uh, going after work, or if I'm off on a night, just go and sit at the bar, and uh, it's a it's a pint pint glass, lovely quadruple gin in there, right? Uh, eight ice cubes, and then just fill it up with a really spicy, hot, fiery ginger beer. Oh, oh yes, and Angostura bitters. 
Yes. So basically, the effect was uh, as I more as I drank more of this drink and went on to the next one, I got louder and louder, and the floor cleared. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that was it. We called it the floor clearer. Uh, quite handy at closing time, obviously, because yeah. there's no one left. Yeah. Don't yeah, have to yeah. Get anyone out anymore? Um, but then she so went back to gin. Um, I don't drink it as bad as what I used to. Uh-huh. Uh, very sort of regulated now. Um, Tanqueray is the is probably the the gin of the my choice. Gin. Uh-huh. Uh, drink too much of it, the W goes on the front of it instead of the T. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's that's my drink, and uh, that's I think any drink that starts with it has to be in a pint glass. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. Yeah, gonna... yeah. first of all, tried, take I've, a pint glass. And I've tried taking that, you know, to to other pubs. Um, and you tried to I'll, ask people to I'll make, make it. Uh, but then realised it cost 25 quid yeah. to, to, to actually drink it. And I just thought, God, so it's, were these costing 25 quid every time I drank one in my own pub? In own, no wonder we were crap at it. No wonder we were shit. So, it's um, a huge loss every single day. Yeah, I can't figure it out. The so, I love the reason you won't get it in another pub is not is because of the price, not because you have to go, get a pint glass, yeah. quadruple gin. Yeah. I mean, every time I did it, it did it... Uh, Explain it. I did get a few raised eyebrows. Yeah. Where the quadruple gym was probably the first uh, first big sort of obstacle to yeah. to navigate for people actually pouring you ones. Like, no, don't be so stupid. Because you'd be going in there with a, a tray of dolphin ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, gin uh, is is my drink. I love. I'm. I've only got into gin and tonic recently. Really, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's a that's a good home home drink. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and it all started off with IKEA actually because. I remember we went to Ikea in Warrington to buy some furniture and we saw these lovely sort of ropey big chairs that you go and put in the garden and uh, thought, oh, they look really nice and they just became our gin and tonic chairs out in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, what can we do with these chairs? I know, let's start drinking gin and tonic. So uh, it's actually Ikea's fault that uh, I become a gin and tonic monster. Because they just thought people are going to sit in them. Yeah. But they weren't banking on a chef coming in and realising that they needed to pair sitting without them. Yeah, yeah. I need to use these chairs for something. I'm probably drinking gin and tonics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In pint glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I've just started drinking a crazy gin that tastes of seaweed. Oh really? This from is Harris gin. It's from the Isle of Harris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it re- but it really tastes yeah. of seaweed. And when I had it initially, I was like, "Well, I feel like I'm drowning." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now I'm into it. They say really? drowning yeah. is the most peaceful way to die. Really connecting with that. Beautiful, Ed. Yeah, thank you. My uh, old flatmates, uh, uh, Joe and Kate. Shout out. Shout, Shout out to Joe and Kate. Jane that Kate. They went Jane on like a, a little gin making course and uh, a joint, and like a gin course. And then ah, uh, oh, it was great. Every day they, they they made the best gin and tonics I've ever had. Still the mm. best gin and tonics ever. Mm. To the point where actually I don't actually get gin and tonics now if I go out because I always uh, it's not as good as Joe and Kate's gin and tonics. Yeah. Like these big fishbowl glasses and oh like, yeah, they're, uh, they're it's amazing. So refreshing and cool. What 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 what's in them? Cucumber or yeah? Well, they think grapefruit's they, really nice in they them, they change it up actually. They do put grapefruit. In, uh, so I've had ones. That they make with cucumber, mm. with uh, grapefruit, with mm. a, a twist of lemon, lemon or, or yeah. orange. Yeah. Um, but also, they like they just got some really nice like botanical like yeah. gins and stuff. And like, so they've they got some really great ingredients. I think gin and tonics are one of those drinks where, like, as soon as you have a better one than the, the ones you've had before, you can't go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really difficult to go back to just having like bog standard gin and tonic, mm. and then you could I get, I get an instant headache from a bad one. I just can't can't hack it. Yeah, well, that's you find your one, don't you? And obviously, Tanqueray is mine, where mm-hmm. I can probably drink a whole bottle and not have a headache yeah. the next day. Basically, yeah. it's just the it's just the way it is. So James, if, is... I, if I went off to Gordon's or anything like that, I'd probably wake oh, up yeah. with an absolute steamer. Yeah, so, yeah. So what? it's just one of those you set your mind on, and that was on New Year's Eve, twenty eighteen. Um, I so I, I just started having um, Invisalign, which is the braces when you can't see them. <laughs> and my dentist had said, uh, you can't really dr- drink stuff, uh, but like you can maybe gin and tonics are fine. So New Year's Eve, I was like, well, I'm just going to be on the gin and tonics. And uh, so, <laughs> so many gin and tonics. And I, I, I hadn't had any alcohol since getting the braces in. So it's my first like night on the booze. Got really, really drunk. Stayed at this uh, lovely people's house. I, 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 I didn't really know them that well. Friends of friends. You knew them before the night started, right? Yeah, but yeah, only, only vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> only vaguely. And uh, I, I went to sleep completely blasted. Uh, woke up just totally disorientated. Didn't know what room I was in, what, what house I was in, where I was. I really needed a toilet. Went oh, to no. what I thought was the door. 
basically walked into a walk-in wardrobe and pissed myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was horrible. The what, thing is, we've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> while, 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 while saying the word no repeatedly. <laughs> Funny enough. As it was happening, going, no, 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 Funny enough, I did just that after a night out with uh, with, uh, with, with Kerridge, Parrish, actually, yeah. to be fair. I mean, uh, yeah. mentioned, uh, not mentioned the hotel's name in, in Henley, big sesh. Yeah, got to bed, uh, sort of woke up, go to the toilet in the middle of the night, door sort of closed, and I was out in the corridor. In my oh, pants. No. In my pants. I couldn't believe it. Oh, God. Yeah. Never find mess Kerridge has got you into. <laughs> I know. I know. So now I was looking for a towel or something, just a <laughs> cupboard to sort yeah. of cover myself up. Sort of door was open and I walked into someone's room. Oh. Couldn't believe it. And they were just like slid on the bed saying, hello. And I went, oh, hello. And I walked out again. It was, oh, it was no. like, it's just, oh. so I had to walk down into reception in yeah. my pants to say, I've locked myself out. Please, can you let me in? So, was, that, was that a night on the floor clearers? No, it wasn't. Yeah. That was pre-floor clearers. That was probably Stella. This is, this is a hotel clearer by the sound of things. <laughs> yeah. well, Luckily, it was late in the, uh, in, in the middle of the night. So uh, James is quite hungover today, so I was really enjoying that floor clearer chat because yeah, floor clearers so to me bad. sounds like an absolute dream drink. I love yeah. ginger beer. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, oh. it's yeah, the, it's it's a bit of a dangerous one because mm. they taste so good and uh, you, you could know, do they, it. They with, go down very easily. But you could what all you've done really is scaled it up massively, haven't you? So you could do like a double gin topped up with ginger beer, and I'm sure it's yeah, very pretty nice. much. Yeah, but that wouldn't be a floor clearer. No, not no. the floor. The floor clearer needs to be. You, yeah, need, to be you, need, you need to get loud, basically. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you need to get loud and leery. Not too leery where you obviously want to fight anyone, but yeah, you know, just in your own pub. <laughs> so, is your drink though for this menu a gin and tonic or a floor clearer? Gin and tonic. It's a gin and tonic. Yeah, floor okay. clearers. They've been they've been actually retired now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they, they weren't doing <laughs> me any favours whatsoever, so they've been retired. Gin and tonic is the drink. It doesn't pair yeah. well with a meal either. A floor no, clearer. No. no. <laughs> We're going to the dessert, dessert now. So like, uh, this is always my favourite course. Ed's favourite is the starter. Yeah. Well, as I was uh, sort of like going going through, you know, my early st- stages of my career in the age, uh, late eighties and nineties, it's got to be a lemon tart. Lovely mm. lemon tart, a nice fragrant, acidic lemon tart. Because every chef worth their salt at that time had an amazing lemon tart right. on the menu, be it Marco or the Ruse or Nico, they all, Raymond, they all all had their own yeah. version of lemon tart. I think I've got all of them, <laughs> um, and I think the best one. The one I would always use. I worked for Novelli, Jean Christophe Novelli, for eight years, off and on, and uh, he had a, he had an amazing one. So uh, I robbed that, and uh, that would probably be my my dream dessert. So what, what about that makes it the best one? It's lemony, <laughs> <laughs> proper lemony. That's yeah. what you look for um, in a lemon tart. Yeah, just just lovely, lovely, sweet, crisp, uh, you know, melt in the mouth pastry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lemon tart you cook it it's just wobbling you sort of you know got that give in it um mm-hmm. just moist and soft and acidic i like i like acid yes uh acid desserts after them i like acid so i better not go there <laughs> uh, I, like, I like acid desserts um yeah. after a after a meal you know i think it's quite fresh i don't like heavy mm-hmm. heavy stuff so well, that's you know lemon, obviously lemon tart c- carmel is the uh, home of a very famous sticky toffee pudding. it is yeah. it is and everyone loves it i don't yeah. i don't well, I, I like it. It's all, it's all right, but don't, I wouldn't choose. Don't that. turn them against you. Now, <laughs> no, you're no. Nineteen years of becoming yeah, exactly. one of them, and now exactly. Don't slag off sticky toffee pudding. Team Cartmel. Team Cartmel. <laughs> but no, um, I might have the odd sticky toffee pudding. The town's famous for it, right? It is. So, yeah, and I think you can buy it in Waitrose now. Actually. Can you? Yeah, it's the Cartmel Cartmel uh, sticky toffee pudding. You can buy in Waitrose, I believe. Yeah. I kind so of like. I'd have, to, I'd have to plan my meal before it if I was going to have something heavy like sticky toffee pudding. I'd mm. have to have like a light. Main. I think it's a home. thing thing isn't it not yeah. really a restaurant yeah thing. definitely, right, definitely right, a home right. thing you know when you're like really really got the munchies mm. and oh yeah i'm gonna stick in a stick it off in apparently madonna does it apparently does she yeah madonna has to get off yeah she gets some shipped over she from says, carmel i believe so yeah yeah she has so, some shipped maybe. over to her she house shipped over to, to, the to madonna the, the madonna yeah, yeah they, have a very, madonna. they have a very famous fan base so uh, i think she's the most famous of the lot are you sure it's not maradona because that would make more <laughs> he, sense yeah to yeah me. he's definitely had too many <laughs> sticky toffee puddings recently <laughs> uh, a few well, pies went, as well by the yeah he went with the uh, the cocaine method of losing weight for a long <laughs> yeah. time clever which, rather than the sparkling water method yeah, yeah. do you yeah. want to change your <laughs> <laughs> change your starter i love i love lemon tart my mum used to buy the 
the Marks and Spencers Tarto Citron for years mm-hmm. when, I, when I was there, and that's that. they make some amazing yeah. tarts and Marks and Spencers. Yeah, have you had the pineapple tart that they make? Oh, it's unbelievable! It's the Describe most amazing it. thing. Describe I mean, tart. I didn't say pineapple tart because I didn't yeah. want to say I buy pi- I, my my dessert would be a pineapple tart from Marks and Spencers. Right, it's something I can actually make. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a tart base. It's got this sort of like really sort of nice pineapple type jam in it in the bottom then a really lovely cream of, oh. of pineapple um it's got a, quite a vanilla taste to it as well really soft almost like eating eating meringue is right and then it's got a, a pineapple um frosting oh, or wow. icing on the top from full um, pineapple and nice. it is unbelievable but not all marks and spencers do it Okay. You've got to find the right one. You've got to find the right one. So the one in Chichester does it. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I know it does it. The right. one, the one in Worthing doesn't. Because right. I've got a house on the coast, and um, I've got a, I've got a guy who's a bit of a shopping fiend. Yeah. He just goes around shops and buys the most obscure things, and he found it, and yeah. uh, he, he introduced it to me, and I, I'll, I'll be forever in his debt. <laughs> um, but it was unbelievable, and uh, yeah, you need to seek it out because uh, it's, it's crazy oh, well, good. I want to go tart crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try that pineapple Yeah, tart. I know you As soon as you yeah, yeah. do Google ask Simon to describe <laughs> it, I know you're on board already. Describe it. <laughs> I'm getting I didn't actually Google it. Google it. it that might have been easier. You know, Marks and Spencer's stores, which stock pineapple tart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's on the search history. <laughs> Are you having anything with this uh, lemon tart? Or is it on its own? Just on its own. Yeah, maybe just glazed on the top. So a little dusting of sugar, blowtorch, got a mm-hmm. nice crispy sort of burnt sugar uh, yeah. texture on the on the top I'm so happy we've had chefs on before but I'm so happy that someone's finally brought a blowtorch in right at the <laughs> <last>. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean a, a good blowtorch none of these wishy-washy ones you find in Holford's you know one of the big sort yeah, of like an industrial one, you know, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know a proper one you know, so. scorch it yeah right well, let me read your menu back to you see how you feel about it yeah um, you would like sparkling water yeah uh, poppadoms you would like a somtam papaya salad with singer beer? Yep. You would like a moussaka as a main uh, from, what was it? What was it? Venus Greek Taverna. But you've cooked it at the Venus Greek Taverna. I've cooked it at the Venus Greek Taverna. Well, I've cooked it everywhere. No, I've, but I've so remain the, remember the recipe for the rest of my life. So the one on, on your dream menu is one that you've cooked at the Venus, Venus Greek, Greek Taverna. Taverna. Yeah, that's the one. Side dish, uh, gratin dauphinoise potatoes. Drink, gin and tonic. Dessert, the Jean-Christophe Novelli's lemon tart. That's the one. Mm. Sounds delicious. Absolutely, Absolutely delicious. amazing. Very nice journey as well. Uh, yeah. The whole up through that menu. We went. We went to Thailand. We went to Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been all over yeah. the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in, Simon. No, it's been Thank a joy. You, Simon. Thank you. There it is. The off menu of Simon Rogan. A delicious off menu. Delish. I like that. I like that. It was lemon tart, and I thought that's nice. It's, it sounds delicious. Feels quite a simple dessert for a chef, and then he just blowtorched it right at the end. Blowtorched it, but also little pineapple tart shout out. Oh, shout out for the pineapple tart, which I could see in your eyes. You're definitely going to go out and buy. It, it, it stole the show. Not even on his menu. <laughs> stole the show for me. Did it? Oh, stole the show. I don't really like pineapple. What? That'll be a secret ingredient in a future episode, pineapple. Oh, that'll be a dark day for me. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I, I love pineapple. I love it in a tart. I love it in a Nando's wrap. Talking of secret ingredients, Simon Rogan mm. did not say courgette. He did not say courgette. Thank you, Simon. Imagine if he had. <sighs> well, I would have been gobsmacked. He got the train from the Lake District this morning. Kick him out like Fred Flintstone. Bye bye. Yeah. Th- kick him out like. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Fred Flintstone throws out the dog. And then the, no, the Dino, doesn't he? Yeah, and then the the dinosaur. Is it a dinosaur? Yeah. Well, whatever happens, the animal, his pet kicks him out. Yeah, same with Tiger, maybe. Yeah. And then it jumps back through the window and then it kicks him out. Yeah. And yeah. Then he's banging on the door. I, I got confused Wilma. because my go to Flintstones uh, reference is the car with yes. no bottom. Yeah. Uh, and then it's him sliding down the dinosaur neck, and I'd probably go Sabretooth first. So I was just thinking the other two before I got to that one. Yeah, and the brontos- big, big old Brontosaurus ribs. Big old Brontosaurus ribs, of course, the at, the, at the drive-in. Uh, so thank you, Simon Rogan. It was a wonderful menu. It was lovely to meet Simon Rogan. If you like the sound of Simon and his food, if you go on simonrogan.co.uk, there's more info on his restaurants there. I'm really going to try and go to his London restaurant. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll, hit me up when you're doing it, Ed. I will, man. I'll hit, I'll hit you up big well, style. So not drink you, you ever will again. ever again you don't think you'll drink ever again That's I'm, it. I'm going out for a floor That's clearer it. right it. now no wait never ever ever
Quadruple gin, ginger no. beer, Angostura bitters, eight ice cubes in a pint glass. Okay, I'll drink that. Yeah. <laughs> I also I do a radio show on Sunday mornings on Radio X with Matthew Crosby, and there's a podcast of that. James, who are you and what are you doing? My name is James Acaster. I'm hungover and I need to lay down. Thank you, James. So thanks very much for listening. We will see you again another time in the Dream Restaurant. Don't Bye-bye. go hungry. Don't go hungry. wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. 